Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. ever thought about why people act the way they do? Why are some people more difficult to deal with, while others are always pleasant? Let's find out together. Welcome to Human Behavior. What a trip. Your host is Dr. Jonathan Brower. Our program combines expert guests with people just like you who have questions or comments. We'll have fun exploring human behavior. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Brower. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jonathan Brower. My show is called Human Behavior, What a Trip. And we're going to have a wonderful trip today with a lovely lady. Her name is Leah Lund. And uh, as I understand her, she'll, she'll tell you more, but I, as I understand her, she's uh, out there trying to help people be as healthy and as uh, well-being as they can be. Would you confer with that, Leah? I would, Jonathan. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here today. I love the concept of your show, and yeah, I think um, not only am I on a mission to help people be healthy, but I like to make the point that it's not only about disease prevention and kind of things that we are in the future and that we can't really touch today, but it really comes down to feeling good. Yeah. I like to help people feel good right now. Yes. And there's many ways to... Uh be able to feel good. It's not just, not just one way. That's true. So, but it's a whole bunch of different things you have to put together and then you're in good shape. So before we get back to more of that, I'd be very uh, fun for me and I imagine for people listening to the show, if you could speak for a couple of minutes about your childhood and growing up and how that was for you and what kind of interests you had and how were your parents for you and you for them. So can you sure. take on that, on that quick okay. journey? Yeah. So um, thinking about your show and how interesting human behavior is, I have to say I think I was always an observer yes. <laughs> and a people watcher uh-huh. and um, admittedly introverted like most of my family. And I grew up in, in a on a farm outside of a very small farming community in North Dakota. Uh-huh. And so we're of Scandinavian descent in general, very stoic. Yes. Not, not, not terribly expressive, not terribly, you know, in, in expressing our emotions. Yes. Um, and so I lived a pretty quiet life as a young child. And being one of uh, two children, I have one older sister, and that's uh-huh. it. And she's seven years older, so... She was, you know, often doing her teenage and college 
thing when I was still a young girl. And so I, I had a lot of time for contemplation and being pretty introspective. Uh-huh. And as a result, kind of, um, to be honest, didn't feel quote-unquote normal, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and But had plenty of space and time to think about it. Now, we always felt a connection to nature. Uh-huh. Always saw how that helped. Uh, and then went off in the world and went off into probably the most unlikely career, which was sales management. Uh-huh. <laughs> so moved to several different big cities, but for simplifying it, you know, keeping the story short, the big city and managed people in a sales environment where it was very competitive and very, you know, you were kind of as good as your yesterday's results. Yes. Uh, and did fairly well, but something always felt a little bit out of alignment. Uh-huh. And at uh, some point, were you aware of what the alignment problem was? Uh, I would say I wasn't aware until at least into my 30s, you know, a decade or more into that type of career. Uh-huh. And late 30s, I went into business for myself, and, and people would ask, was that business my passion? And I couldn't say it was necessarily my passion, but the thing that I knew was that being in business for myself, I could, I would have that space and time again to, you know, meet myself all over, to get to know what, what was it that was going on and how was I feeling and kind of live on my own terms. Uh-huh. And, it, and that and, really uh, led me into a lot of research, a lot of discovery, and ultimately a, a shift in career. And so... Um, when you had your first job that you were the boss for you, what was yes. your job? What was the job? Yeah. It was executive recruiting uh-huh. for the industry that I previously worked in. Yes. So it was, um, you know, finding companies would contract me to find uh, the right person for their job. Yeah. And then um, how old were you when you you became your own boss and you had your own business? That was, I was mid-30s. I see. And that's, and how long, and then was, right away was your, was your business called One Whole Health? No, no, this was a whole different, uh, oh. whole different thing, and then, um, but it was the business that really allowed me to start to get back in touch with myself to, to quite honestly realize how far off track I was and how bad I was feeling and how I had adrenal fatigue and neurotransmitter deficiency and some other things. Um, and then to, you know, study in the course of just really studying how I was going to help myself, I ended up going back to school uh-huh. and um, coming out of that, realizing I could apply some of the skills I had from my past life, as I call it, and um, and ultimately create One Whole Health. Yes. So uh, how long have you been the person that's uh, keeping this business alive? Uh, yes. How long ago did you start having One Whole Health? Yeah, so One Whole Health uh, conceptualized about four years ago, a little over four years ago. I see. So it's relatively new. Relatively new, absolutely. Yes. And how did you de- how did you decide 
how were you, you were going to go about doing your business with One Whole Health? You know, I would say that it is probably the first time in my life that I I really just followed my heart. I didn't overthink it. Oh, <laughs> and nice. I'm, I'm analytical and I'm linear usually in my thinking. And with this, I just knew how it felt to me and I knew there would be other people that would connect with it in the same way. Yes. I knew that I had felt stressed and tired and a lot of other things for far longer than I should have. Yes. And once I found some answers, I wanted to share those. So honestly, it was more of a leap of faith and um, just kind of diving into it than a well-thought-out plan. Yes. <laughs> um, but I've never looked back, and it's been received extremely well and yes. evolves all the time. And I also just know it, it just aligns with how I feel humans are meant to live. Uh-huh. You mean live in a comfortable, um, practical, enjoyable way, correct? Yeah, yeah, live in a comfortable, enjoyable, and I, I would say practical is probably... Um, yeah. All, all terms are up to your interpretation, right? <laughs> so, well, yeah. We, yeah. So some people might think it's terribly you know, impractical to say, what does my heart want? But for me, what other way is there? Yes. So in the very beginning, how did you get your business going? How did people even know you existed? Well, I found it's interesting. There's so many um, wonderful healers and teachers out there. And uh-huh. with the advent of technology, you can really be in touch and listen and learn and hear uh-huh. all over the world, right? So um, it's kind of a, an amazing marketplace right now as far as teachers and guides and coaches and coaching in itself is, um, I don't know, some people would look at it as new and others would say, no, it's not so new, but it's definitely coming into its own, I think. Um, But for me, what I've learned is that individual connection with people is always what drives business. And so even though my practice now is the majority is virtual, which I think is a good thing because that makes yes. it very accessible to everyone around the world. Yes. Um, there's always a personal element. You always actually speak to me. And I can't tell you how many times people are just completely surprised by that. <laughs> when I pick up the phone and I call them directly and I say, hey, you just enrolled in this program online and you you know, uh, did your registration and paid your fee and I just wanted to check in. I wanted to talk to you. And they're pretty blown away by that. But I yeah, think well, I can imagine that people would really like that uh, special touch that you give them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, um, and what's I think that with you there? I've noticed coming from a business world to more of a staff help, with, you know, whatever title you want to put on it, but helping people care for themselves, um, yeah. people will invest in their business more readily than they will themselves. And when it comes to their own well-being, there's kind of a cons- uh, a feeling of, um, oh, I shouldn't need that. You know, there's a little guilt that comes in there, like, oh, I shouldn't need to have time off and, pay, you know, invest in this program and go have this retreat and do this and that. Um, and, I, you know, I don't want to spend the money on that. And so it really requires, I think, a leap of faith 
for people to say, yeah, I have to put myself first because then everything else is better. I have more to give my family. I have more energy for my career. Um, But to take that leap of faith, I think they really need to know who they're dealing with. Yes. So I don't don't even know if you, you can answer this, but how many people in the thousands or millions know about you and and want to uh, learn from you? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> a difficult question. I can say that I readily connect with, um, through all the different means, over 11,000, but, you know, who knows? Because yeah. I find sometimes people will share an article I've written, and I'll hear from three people down. You know, my friend's friend sent me this article. <laughs> yes. So, so you may have, let's say, really 11,000 people. And can you tell me more about it? Yeah. Thing. So what I'm saying is, uh, let's say, hypothetically, you have about 11,000 people who follow you regularly and you, and you know about them to some degree. But uh, there may be millions of people who don't... Um, that you know they exist, but they're out there knowing about you. Absolutely. Yes. And frankly, I was—I'm that kind of person. <laughs> I follow um, articles and blogs and things where I've never interacted. One thing that I do in my practice is an online journal community, uh-huh. and it's—it's a, it's a really safe place. It's not Facebook. It's very pri- It's as private as you want it to be. In fact, you can journal only to yourself. Yes. And even I, as the host of the community, might not necessarily, if you choose, but I can't even read what you're writing, then I can't. Yes. Um, and I think that that's just one way that a lot of people can dip their toe in the water and kind of rub elbows with kindred spirits and um, have a safe place to talk. And, you know, there's... There's many of those that they keep their journals private. I can see by a number yes. that they're there, but I have no idea who they are, and I've never had a conversation or an online interaction with them. Yeah, so I have a question. Um, yes. I'm, I would imagine that uh, you, have, you have more women journaling than men. Is that accurate, or am I way off? No, it's accurate. Um I would also say, though, that the men who do find the community and are drawn to it, uh-huh. in a lot of cases, are more consistent with the practice. Uh-huh. I think they really appreciate it, and going into it, I really didn't know. I, in fact, people told me that, oh, men will never journal. Yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, all right, and then they show up, and they reveal the most intimate um, intuitive kind of thoughts, and it's, it's really amazing. So, yes. And do you, do so you even have, though I might uh, seem geared toward women, I definitely don't don't exclude because you know we're humans. Yes. That's how I look at it. We're all, we're just humans. Yes. So um, uh, I had a question, and this will come back in a moment. Um, well, I can't think of it. It'll come back. So um, you you have here. Uh, a simple guide to balance your energy, weight, mood, and life. 
So um, I imagine you could have listed a whole bunch of stuff, but the four things you mentioned are, I would imagine for you, the four most important parts. Energy, weight, mood, and life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I could probably stop at energy because I think... Everything yes. in life is an energy exchange. Yes, your I agree. Your emotions, yes. your mood, your physical representation involving your weight, your look, whatever, um, money, yes. uh, relationships. You know, to me, it's all an energy exchange, and yes. energy has to keep moving. Yes. So if it stops with you, that's when it it causes weight gain or bad mood or a disease um, if you're not receiving or if you're receiving and clenching, holding on, having a grip on it and not letting it go. Uh-huh. Uh, and that includes money. Yes. You know, so if you're, like, saving to the point of um, restriction, anything, you know, I, I really believe there's two types of energy. There's open-closed Love, fear, what, you know, whatever you want, whatever names you want to put on it. There's either uh-huh. open flow of energy or there's stagnated, closed off, yes, resistant kind of energy. And the open is better than the closed, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Well, the open is when things happen that you for yourself that you couldn't have even designed if you tried. <laughs> you couldn't have imagined how good things could be. Yes. And the clothes presents itself a lot of different ways, but, you know, just uh, feeling sad, feeling depressed, feeling yes. weight, having no energy, not being able to sleep. Yes. Um, I, we, we're going to take our first commercial break. We have two commercial okay. breaks. One's 20 after the hour and one's 40 after the hour. So uh, we'll be back in a minute or two. Everybody hang on and we'll learn more about One Whole Health, holistic health coaching. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield. Total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're 
listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower with Human Behavior, What a Trip. Our guest today is Leah Lund. And um, Leah, we were talking off during the break about, um, I was wondering if people at, at your seminars and things would fall, on occasion, there'd be a couple that falls in love and gets married and all that. And you said uh, you're not aware of that as much as on occasion uh, the, uh, a couple is uh, ending their relationship. And I would assume, this is an assumption, and I want your, your real answer, I would assume what might be happening is uh, one of the two people like the whole idea of uh, holistic health, and the other person poo-poos it and doesn't think it matters. Is that a problem at times for couples? Uh, you know, actually what happens, so, yeah, you asked me, you know, does, has anyone come together as a result of this? And I don't really have um, examples on that, although I'm sure it could have happened uh-huh. after the fact. But what more often I've seen happen is, and because especially of uh, the neuronutrition focus uh-huh. in, my, in my practice, which we haven't really talked about yet, but in a nutshell, neuronutrition is feeding your brain to produce the brain chemicals that have you feeling good. And one of the situations that neuronutritionally helps is having you have, a, have an emotional response to something, but then getting over it and kind of, you know, come, just moving on. And other, also not exaggerating how you feel when there's really no reason to feel that way. And so when people start to address that and really get in touch with themselves again, what I've seen more often than not is that maybe the relationship isn't as bad as they thought. Uh-huh. Or maybe they can clearly see, yeah, I wasn't very intentional um, about what I was looking for in a partner, and now I know what that is, and yes. unfortunately it means I'm going to find somebody else, but, um, but there's a sense of relief yes. that, you know, it's not a a no-win situation. <laughs> Either the relationship all of a sudden appears better than it felt in the past or they're just comfortable with the decision that, you know what, this isn't working. Yes. And it's okay. It's not that person's fault. It's not my fault. It's just we're not on the same page and I have the confidence to be alone or I have the confidence to go out and find somebody else. Yes. So I have a very basic question. When you speak about neuronutrition, this has nothing to do with actual food, or is it just neurological stuff, or is it both? It's it's both, and it's um, so. I'll back up and say I work from the premise that everything we do is for good reason. So human behavior: why do we do what we do? We do it to feel good, and a lot of times people describe that they might not even have that hope of feeling good, but they describe it as, I want to feel normal. I want to feel 
like how I think all the other people feel. Yeah, but and when normal you don't feel good, helps. you go about looking for all kinds of dis- distractions or substitutes to try to have you feel good. But yeah. what's often overlooked is that it might not necessarily be an emotional thing or mental or a matter of willpower or even spiritual. There's a physical element here, and the physical element is that our brains yeah. should be producing certain neurotransmitters, yes. serotonin, catecholamines, GABA, endorphin, some you've heard of, some you haven't, but our, you know, those are four main brain chemical categories, if you will, that help us feel good. They make us positive. They make us have a sense of humor, be flexible, bounce back from an emotional situation, all of those things. Yeah, so and if that's not happening, a lot of times we have moods that are not real. Really, they're exaggerated or they're not based on something. We might be in a bad mood or feel bad and there's really not a reason. Yes. Or you might appropriately respond to, you know, if somebody, let's say, goes behind your back in a business deal and you lose money, you have, you know, you have a right to be upset about that, but well, when you, you don't upset, rebound. You, you don't get over it. You're hanging on to it months later. Yeah. Or sometimes, sometimes clients say, you know, I, I can look at my life and I have every reason in the world to feel great, but I don't. Yeah, but see, they're, they're not no, aware of, they're, they're putting up walls to avoid their real feelings. Yeah, or they just don't have the brain chemistry to actually feel that way. Uh-huh. And again, it's not it's not willpower, it's not weakness. It's it's yes. a simple physical explanation, which can be corrected. And you asked about the nutrition piece of it. Yeah. Um, yes, eating a certain way is really important, and I could give you right now the list. Uh, eat this, don't eat that, but, you know, frankly, you can go on onewholehealth.com under Feel Good Foods and you can read the list, but the problem is that most people can't stick to that list. Yeah, before we go they on, wait, 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 W-H-O-L-E yeah. health.com. Okay, so anyone who wants can go to that website. Yeah, that. yeah and under um, brain health, there's a list of feel-good foods. Yes. And okay. you can look at the list, and yes, if you ate that way, the majority of the time, it would affect your mood and how you feel, how you interact with people. But the problem is, if you are not producing these brain chemicals, that I've talked about, you you will have cravings for what I call substitutes. So if you have low energy, you're going to have a craving for caffeine. Uh-huh. And even though caffeine ultimately deteriorates your brain's ability to produce these chemicals, you're still going to crave it. So yes. even if you hold out for a while, eventually you're probably going to have some caffeine. And so it's a matter of repairing uh, the production of these chemicals. Yes. And so that, so I kind of do it in reverse, even though, yes, there is a way to eat. There is a way? You eat that uh, encourages neurotransmitter production, 
things deteriorated to a certain point, you do have to use targeted nutrition or supplements of vitamins, minerals, yes. in particular amino acids for the short term to help recover the brain. And then you can go back, then you can stay away from sugar and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Caffeine and you don't have the irresistible cravings. Yes. I'm looking at the table of contents of your uh, book you have. And so um, you mentioned in Chapter 1, how good do you feel? How, how, do you, uh, how do you approach someone to find out how good or, or lack thereof they do feel? And what's the first things they should be doing to feel better? Well, so um, how you feel, I look at as physical and emotional or mental, uh-huh. right? So physically, I have a brain chemistry assessment yeah. on, on One Whole Health. If you go to onewholehealth.com, in the left-hand sidebar, there's a mood brain assessment. Yeah. And it, it's a whole list of symptoms that someone can rate on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being, I feel this way a lot, or it's pretty intense, and 1 being, I hardly ever feel that. They can rate some, somewhere close to 40 different symptoms. And some of them are surprising because they're not only, am I depressed, do I feel irritated, am I blah, but it's even physical things like migraines, PMJ, um chronic fatigue, uh, fear of height, phobias. You know, there's some surprising physical manifestations of low neurotransmitter. Uh-huh. So that's number one. I would highly encourage anyone who's saying, oh, wow, I wonder if this, this nutrition piece, this neurodetrition, I don't even really understand what that means, but I wonder if that's the explanation yeah. for me. Number one, go to that assessment. With any assessment that's taken, you, you have the opportunity for a, a complimentary conversation with me. We can discuss it. We can see. Uh-huh. Um, then the other thing is I highly encourage the journal community and just starting to take time every day to write about what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And, you know, most people don't take a minute, let alone five, to say, how am I today? And there's some kind of magic, truly, that happens when you go to write that, even if nobody's seeing it or listening. And I explained you can, you can decide if I see it or whoever. But there's something about kind of that pen to paper. It's almost like when you first say something out loud. Yes. That it, you hear it come back to you. <laughs> and it's like, wow, okay, I just said... And in this relationship, even though it's not making me happy or, you know, whatever, I'm making up an example. But uh-huh. um, so there's a free self-guided journal course that's called Thoughts That Make You Feel Good. You can register and sign up for that at no cost. And it gives you a weekly prompt or suggestion of here's something you can journal about. But you can journal about anything you want. And yes. I think it really helps people get in touch with what thoughts are happening in their mind, why that might be, who they are. And especially if you combine it with some neuronutrition, you know that the thoughts you're evaluating or considering, I like to say, um, are true. 
They're not exaggerated by anything, any type of neural malnutrition. They're really how you feel. So, and then it, it allows you to process and figure out what to do about it. Do you ever have uh, people who want to show you or have you read part of their journal? Yeah, absolutely. And I offer, um, even for just the, the complimentary, the free course, I'll do a journal review and I'll ask certain questions and I'll, um, I will give my input. Um, so and then, of people... course, in any kind of coaching program with me, whether it's one-on-one or a group program like the Brain Makeover or um, even our retreat, I host retreats. Uh-huh. a couple times a year up in Colorado here, and a month before the retreat starts, we all start journaling so people uh-huh. can really start to process why is it they want to go on retreat, what's their intention, they can meet each other, so not only can they journal where I can read it, but if they so choose, they can journal where other people who are doing the same kinds of self-reflection can and comment as well. Yes. So, in um, all you do, before we get to Chapter 2 here, um, is there one part of all this that, that uh, you like the most or excites you the most, or is it not that simplistic? Hmm. I mean, you know, for you... I, I think what came to mind, yeah. I just sat for that... For, with that question for a second, one came to mind was a person that was in a group program for neuronutrition called uh-huh. the Brain Makeover who who wrote in their journal, I surprised myself. You know, here's my pattern. For her, it was Dr. Pepper and being angry. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she went to... She's a college student, actually, a young woman, and she went to um, a local pub where this this girl that she'd had conflict with in the past was performing as part of the band, uh-huh. and she forgot about all the, the things that they'd argued about in the past and just saw her as an artist, as a musician, uh-huh. and realized, wow, she's really good, and <laughs> that was really great. And she actually walked up on the break and said, you know what, that was great. You're a really good musician. And she came home and she journaled about it and she said, I surprised myself by doing that. And I think that's probably my favorite part is when people do things and feel ways that surprise them and they didn't even think was possible. They certainly didn't think had anything to do with nutrition. (laughs) Yes. So as you're speaking about this, um, wh- wh- one of the things you talk about is uh, connect and ha- con- connection and having contacts. So um, there's a very, I-, I imagine there's a very large part of this where two or more humans interact and they can enjoy their time together or it can be uncomfortable or both, some of each, and they just get to know more about themselves and each other. Yeah. Which I would imagine would be exciting for a lot of people and terrifying for some people. Yeah, and probably 
the thought of that is terrifying for maybe the majority. Really? But, you know, there's those, hum- there's those human moments. It's kind of interesting. You're asking this question. I just had this conversation actually with my husband a couple of days ago. I uh-huh. forget why it came up, but I, I noticed something. And I said, you know, it really feels like people need to be vulnerable in yes. order to connect. You know, if exactly. somebody is broken down on the side of the road, flat tire, whatever, and you stop, you have this amazing human connection. If you pass each other, it could be the same person, and if you pass them in a restaurant and you're headed to your table and they're yes. headed out, you know, you don't even make eye contact. <laughs> so it's... Um, I think it's a lowering of the guard and the facade and the other protective barriers that, yeah. you know, then people can be open. And the journal community for sure does that. The retreats are very much about that. And then we, with the neuronutrition, take away the false, exaggerated Yes. Responses to each other. And so it really makes for a beautiful, open connection. Yes. True. So we're going to have a break in about a minute and a half. Let's okay. just go to um, Chapter 2. It's entitled Thoughts. And then you have uh, Out of Time, a question mark. What's that about? We can start with that and we'll finish maybe after the break. Well, I put that in because... A lot of people have heard of law of attraction. They understand the basics of that. But what we hear about most often is, oh, I'm going to attract money. I'm going to attract the perfect mate. You know, it's all about those kinds of things. But the same thing goes for time. If you think you have time or you don't, you're right either way. (laughs) Whether you think you have enough time for whatever it is or you think you don't have any time, you know, you're right, and the more your language with yourself even yes. um, reflects, I don't have enough time, I can't get it all done, all this chatter going on, we live in that kind of, I, I think it's one of the main stresses for people is they feel like they don't have time, but they don't realize your thoughts really dictate how much time you have. Yes, and we also run out of time eventually. We we're, Eventually we're dead. So um, time is a very important uh, ingredient if you're enjoying your life. If your life is miserable, then you want the time to be very short. On that note, we're going to take our second and last break for commercial, and we'll be back in around uh, a minute and a half or so, maybe two minutes, I'm not sure. So everybody, stand by for more talk with uh, Leah Lund. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. Legal Shield, total access. Everyone deserves legal protection. With Legal Shield, everyone can access it, no matter how traumatic or trivial. Check out players.buildinglastingsuccess.com and jjbrower.com. Call Jonathan at 805-535-5111. 
DefeatAnxietyNow.com is geared to help people suffering with anxiety and depression. Intensive, short-term, dynamic psychotherapy helps many people get to the absolute core of their problems and resolve them. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Interested in investing in real estate, leveraging other people's money? Call Jonathan Brower and he can give you some more information. 805-535-5111. That's 805-535-5111. SportsPsychologySociology.com can help you improve your ability to excel and enjoy your athletic endeavors. Call Dr. Jonathan Brower at 818-707-4557. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Human Behavior, What a Trip, with Dr. Jonathan Brower. If you have a question or comment for the show this week, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to jbrowerphd at yahoo.com. Now, back to Human Behavior, What a Trip. Hi, everybody. This is Jonathan Brower with my guest, Leah Lund, and um, in case you didn't get it before, I'm going to give you her um, website. It's one, O-N-E, whole, W-H-O-L-E, health.com, one, one whole health.com. And um, would, you, would you want anyone to have a phone number to call you, Leah? Um, sure, they can call. Hang on, it's on the site, but it's an 866. 866. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, you don't have to worry about it. They can find you one the other way. 210-1361. Okay, and say it again. Eight six six. Also email, so 866-210-1361. Wait, after the 210, what's the, what are the next four numbers? 1361. 1361. So it's 866-210-1361. Yeah. And people can call you that way, too, and they can also find you on the Whole Health. Yeah, they can email Whole. Leah at onewholehealth.com. Okay, good. Wow. Well. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Chapter 3, Moods and Brain Chemistry and Hormones. How does all that fit into things? Yeah, so I've already um, discussed a little, this whole idea of our brain chemistry yeah. and neurotransmitter okay. function. And when, when our good mood chemicals are pumping out as our brains are designed, we feel positive, we yes. feel flexible, we have a sense of humor, if something happens, we can kind of laugh at it. And yeah. Not worry about it. We can feel confident, alert, focused, yes. enthusiastic about life. Yes. Calm. We can deal with the stress that comes up. Um, we can feel pleasure from the things that should be pleasurable. A beautiful yes. flower, a sunny day, um, engaging, you know, with friends, all of that. Yes. When, I, when we don't have that kind of production of our brain chemistry, 
you know, we feel very differently and it can be a matter of depression or worry or anxiety, not being able to tolerate much stress. Yes. Um, so what we, what we do in the One Hall Health programs, whether it be one-on-one coaching or a group program or even the retreat, we inter- integrate this into our retreats as well, uh-huh. is that we assess brain chemistry, number one, by that assessment that I mentioned earlier. Yes. And then we target specific nutrition to adjust each each category. So to boost serotonin, to boost catecholamine, to boost GABA, to boost endorphin. Yeah. Some people feel a difference literally in a matter of hours. Uh huh. That's exciting. It's I, and I know that sounds too good to be true, <laughs> frankly, but but it's the truth. Yeah. I watched. I sat in on a. I participated in a training, actually, for other practitioners yes. to introduce this. Um, there was a group of medical doctors and chiropractors and acupuncturists and therapists and whatnot, and, um, and so one among them sat in a circle with me, and they were a person who didn't make any eye contact. They were very quiet. They didn't look around. They didn't engage. I yes. really didn't know if they were paying attention or not or what they thought. Or not, and we tested out a nutrient for serotonin in particular, and within 20 minutes, she had this smile on her face. Oh, good. And we were going around the circle because everybody tried it, and everyone was reporting, you know, how they felt and if they yes. felt anything different and whatnot. And she was, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I said, well, can I, can I just point out, um, do you know you're smiling? Yes. And so she wasn't she even aware of it. Then the smile grew, and she was really, and she literally got her compact mirror out of her handbag to look at her face, and she couldn't believe she had this kind of smile on her face. Wow. So, so it's something that can, I share that story to say it can be very quick, but certainly within a couple of weeks, there's a major improvement. Yes. And then in our programs, we troubleshoot. If, if we're not seeing the response we would have predicted that it might be a matter of hormones. So it could be that adrenal hormone, stress hormones or thyroid or sex hormones or something else is uh-huh. interfering with neurotransmitter production, but we, we get to the bottom of that as well. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Chapter 4, which is a big one, foods. So mm-hmm. um, worldwide and especially in the um, northern hemisphere, there's a lot of obesity and a lot of problems because of that. So how do you go about helping people um, do well with healthy eating? Well, I think the, the major distinction is that we start first with the whole neuronutrition piece because, frankly, without that, you're not going to be able to pick and choose what you eat and what you don't. You're going to have addictions. You're going to have cravings. You know, you're not going to be able to stay away from certain foods. And then once we clear that up, for example, I do a a sugar detox, and I offer a a less-involved 30-day program where we just say, okay, we're going to eliminate sugar. And inevitably, it's impossible for a lot of people Yes. And at the end, they're very nervous about the end of the, you know, they've 
stayed on track because of the daily messages and yes. and everything going on, but then I don't know, I have to go it on my own. It's going to fall apart. And, and when we combine the neuronutrition with this and do that piece first and then do the cleanse, it's really anticlimactic. <laughs> People are like, oh, well, who cares? I've been eating this way the whole time. Um, so, you know, I think the the basis of what to eat is probably not that revolutionary. I think it's what people would expect, meaning eat protein, eat... Well, maybe they wouldn't expect protein, but... Well, um, a lot of people eat know, protein. Low-carb veggies, good fats, avoid sugar, avoid gluten, avoid dairy, avoid bad fats. You know, but more importantly, the neuronutrition helps them actually do that. Okay, so a lot of people will eat some degree healthy, and then they slurp up the the colas, the french fries, and a lot of things that are really bad for them. So is that just the way they're going to have to live the rest of their life, or can they, most of these people, can they actually, following your kind of uh, plan, can they actually lead healthy lives and not be overweight and have more energy and not the uh, needing any kind of injections to keep their blood level a certain way. Is all that possible for most of these people? It really is. And it's, um, again, it's, it's eating the way that I think most people know is best for us. They know what? They just haven't been able to do it. <laughs> so it's, where the neuronutrition gives them a leg up where they can say, yeah, I know. I know it's not good to eat sugar and a lot of simple carbs and... But they do it anyway. ...calorie and preservatives. And, but now I can pass by that fast food place or the donut or whatever it is, and, yes. and it doesn't matter. And I people always say, are you vegetarian? Are you this? Or, you know, and first of all, protein is extremely important for mood. So, no, I'm, I, I don't necessarily recommend being a vegetarian or vegan, although I understand for some people it's a religious choice and that's entirely there. Yeah, and for some people just a health uh, modality. Yeah, and, that, and that's, you know, that's their choice. But I, I always say I'm, I think I got this from Berman or somebody, but NutriChair, you know, eat food that has nutrients. Yes. And when you have low levels, low production of certain neurotransmitters, it's very hard to do that because your brain is literally saying, give me some sugar for a boost or give me some gluten or give me, you know, another uh, casein in your dairy products as an endorphin substitute. So all these kind of unhealthy foods we rely on as a substitute for really good neurotransmitter production. Yes. And you can get that going, and then you don't want those foods. Okay, so um, moving right along, we only have about three minutes left. You yeah. have a chapter about the lifestyle, and you have three subsets, self-care, connectedness, which we talked about a little bit, and spirituality. What would you say about those, especially self-care and spirituality? Okay. So, big topic for three <laughs> minutes, but yes. um, what I would say is that you you have, anybody listening, you have more choice than you might think. 
Uh-huh. Like, nobody else is designing your life yes. for you, really. But we put a lot of self-imposed pressures on ourselves, and we put a lot, we tend to put a lot of priorities before ourselves. And then, especially women, tend to, you know, the mothering, nurturing, yeah. uh, innate nature of women is that uh, I'll take care of everyone first. Yes, which and is the reality bad. is if you don't take care of you first, you have nothing left to give yes. other people. And especially children, they don't, you know, that old adage, they don't do what you say, they do what you do. <laughs> they follow how you are and they sense your energy. And animals, especially, I spend a lot of time with horses. Uh-huh. And they're like the ultimate... Um, I see you. <laughs> I see the real you. You might think you're calm, cool, corrected, but I get. I feel your energy. They're just an amazing being in that way, and um, and the same is true to some degree of all other people. So if you're not nourishing your own peace of mind yes. and your own well-being, people feel it, whether yes. they ever tell you or not, and it affects. Yeah, so um, you do success or failure in business, success or failure in however you define success and failure in relationships, in um, being able to meditate or not, you know, whatever it is. And so it really starts with you, and you have the choice, and and it might seem unconventional, but if you put yourself first and you say, the most important thing I have to do this week is my yoga. Yes. So whatever you know, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Yes, we um, have a little over a minute, and uh, I want to get back to something you were saying. So when you're okay. on your horse, and your horse is energized, then you end up feeling energized on top of the horse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the two of you are working in sync. Yeah. Having a nice time. It's a really nice time, and they also can tell. They can feel muscles move that I don't even know I have, (laughs) but they feel if I'm tightening or constricting something, Yes. and they're very simple in that it's, you know, I always say everything's a matter of love or fear, it's one or the other, and we can put everything, I think I spoke about in the beginning, we can put everything in one category or the other, and horses really decipher that, and so if they feel any kind of um, constriction, they see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're in sync with your horse, you could think about the direction you want to turn, and they just turn, and your body hasn't even moved. Yes. We have a, one minute to go. So um, you have something called the feel-good insurance plan. In 40 seconds or less, can you mention that? Sure. Um, yeah, feel-good insurance plan is... Um, it's first and foremost to have to have a plan, you know, to make this a priority as much as you would having medical insurance or car insurance or retirement uh-huh. savings or, you know, all the other things that we plan so well for. Yes. Why don't we have the same kind of plan? Have a <laughs> feel good insurance good. plan. And it, it's a choice, but it does take practice also. And so, you know... Thinking about, and I always divide everything into thoughts, moods, foods, and lifestyle. So uh-huh. what are the thoughts that make you feel the best? 
yeah. consciously deciding and practicing those. What are the moods that make you feel the best? Yes. If you're not able to have them, fix it how I've talked about earlier, but, yeah. you know, have the intention, law of attraction, attract those moods or feelings. Yes. Okay. Leah, we've come to the end of our show today. Thank you so much for being my guest. And I'll talk to you in the future. It's been great, Jonathan. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening today. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Human Behavior, What a Trip! with Dr. Jonathan Brower on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have fun experiencing your human behavior. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.